This is Garrison Hardy with your Cross Politic Daily News Brief for Thursday, February 2nd, 2023. Happy Friday, Junior, everyone. Again, just a reminder the sign up for our upcoming Fight Laugh East conference at the Ark Encounter is live. So just to recap, if you're a club member, you get $100 off your ticket pricing. And if you sign up while we have early bird pricing until May 1st, you'll get $100 off the top of that. What a deal. So head on over to FightLaughFeast.com to get that club membership and then sign up for our conference with that discount on top of early bird pricing. And early bird pricing ends on May 1st. You've got plenty of time right now, but that's going to come before you know it. So again, sign up at FightLaughFeast.com. Com today. Let's get to the news. Bipartisan lawmakers introduced bill to ban China from buying U.S. farmland. Senators Mike Rounds of South Dakota and John Tester of, of Montana on February 1st introduced a bill to ban China, Russia, Iran, and North Korea from buying or leasing U.S. farmland and agricultural businesses. The proposed legislation named the PASS, Promotion Agriculture Safeguards and Security Act of 2023 would require the president to report to Congress on any waiver granted to those prohibited countries. It would also make the Secretary of Agriculture a standing member of the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States, or the CFIUS, a federal panel that reviews foreign acquisitions for national security risks and specify agricultural investments as falling under CFIUS's jurisdiction. While the legislation in the same is the same as a version introduced last year, Round said that this year's bill has more bipartisan support in both chambers of Congress and support from stakeholders. Quote, the intent behind this particular legislation is to prohibit China, Russia, Iran, and North Korea from establishing locations in the United States where they could monitor activity, specifically potential military activity. Activity, said Rounds in an emailed statement to the Epic Times. Rounds highlighted the value of farming and seed technology developed in the United States. China has an interest in taking some of our advancements and using them in their country without acknowledging the patents and may accompany that material, which is made easier if they have a base of operations in the United States in which to obtain the material in the first place, he added. A third-generation Montana farmer, Tester, said in the statement that he was proud to sponsor the bill to ensure our farmers have a seat at the table when the government makes decisions impacting our national security. Tester added that he was not going to sit back and let our foreign adversaries weaken our national security by buying up American farmland. End quote. Agriculture is the lifeblood of South Dakota's economy worth nearly $12 billion in 2021. This according to the South Dakota Department of Agriculture and Natural Resources. As the state's largest industry, agriculture leads tourism. The second largest industry estimated at over $4 billion in 2021 by three times. The South Dakota Farmers Union, SDFU, and South Dakota Sheep Growers Association, SDSGA, have endorsed the bill. Doug Stubbsomke, president of SDFU, in a statement also encouraged the other state farmers unions to support the bill. The legislation is co-sponsored by Senator Kevin Kramer of North Dakota, John Hoven of North Dakota, and Cynthia Loomis of Wyoming. The House version was also introduced on Wednesday. It's sponsored by Reps Elise Stefanik, 
Jim Costa, and Rick Crawford. Last month, CFIUS decided that it didn't have jurisdiction to review a land purchase related to controversial Chinese corn mill project in Grand Forks, North Dakota. That project is located within 15 miles of Grand Forks Air Force Base, which houses sensitive drone satellite surveillance technology and has prompted significant pushback from Republican lawmakers and locals who say it threatens both national and economic security. As of December 31st, 2020, China owned 325,686 acres of U.S. agricultural land, this according to the Department of Agriculture, while the acreage under Chinese ownership is slightly less than 1% of all foreign-held agricultural land, it represents a 20-fold leap from the 13,720 acres in 2010. But the the relativity, a low percentage of Chinese ownership, does not diminish the severity of the threat, according to Rounds, who said that thwarting the trend is important. Moving on. Satanic Temple opens new abortion clinic to kill babies in ritualistic abortions. The Satanic Temple isn't just promoting the killing of unborn babies in abortions anymore. No, it's actually killing them through a new religious abortion practice in New Mexico. On Wednesday, the Satanic Group launched a new religious medical services arm, TST Health, to begin with doing abortions. The Satanic Temple believes aborting unborn babies is a religious ritual and compares it to communion or baptism for Christians. The name of its first telehealth abortion practice doubles as a covert death wish to U.S. Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito, who wrote the decision that overturned Roe v. Wade last year. The Samuel Alito's Mom Satanic Abortion Clinic in New Mexico will offer abortion drugs to women ages 17 and up who are up to 11 weeks of pregnancy, according to Fox News. The FDA does not recommend abortion drugs after 10 weeks. Quote, in 1950, Samuel Alito's mother did not have options, and look what happened, said Malcolm Jerry, co-founder of the Satanic Temple, in a statement. Prior to 1973, this is him again, doctors who performed abortions could lose their licenses and go to jail. The clinic's name serves to remind people just how important it is to have the right control, the right to control one's body, and the potential ramifications of losing that right. End quote. According to a press release from the group, anyone in New Mexico seeking to perform the Satanic Temple's abortion ritual will be able to receive free online medical services. Licensed medical workers will screen patients during a virtual appointment and then prescribe abortion drugs through pharmacies that will mail them in a discreet package, the group said. Women will be charged a pharmacy fee of about $90, it continued. The Satanic group also set up a 24-hour abortion hotline. Eventually, the Satanic Temple leaders said that they want to expand their new abortion practice to states that ban abortions. Their group has filed lawsuits in several states challenging their legal protections for unborn babies on religious grounds. The Satanic group claims killing unborn babies in abortions is a religious ritual and restricting it violates its fundamental tenets, according to an article on Glenn Beck's website. Its leaders also claim pro-life laws are rooted in Christian nationalism. Even though people of all faiths and no faith believe basic human rights should apply to all human beings. The supposed religion claims to have seven fundamental tenets, including one that teaches one's body is inviolable, subject to one's own will alone. In its lawsuits, the group claims abortion restrictions and bans violate this teaching, as well as an abortion ritual that that its members perform. It likens the ritual slaughter of unborn babies to communion or baptism for Christians. In 2020, it even raffled off an abortion to raise money for its lawsuits. 
The Satanic Temple claims to have 700,000 members internationally and is a recognized religion, or religion by the IRS. The group is deeply involved in abortion advocacy. Breibert once described its work as a pro-abortion crusade to come to the aid of America's largest abortion provider, Planned Parenthood. Within the last decade, it has filed numerous lawsuits in different states to overturn pro-life laws, though its attempts thus far have failed. Other recent lawsuits include a challenge to the Texas heartbeat law, which pro-life advocates say has saved tens of thousands of unborn babies' lives thus far. The Satanic Temple also pushes its beliefs on young children. Recently, the group began opening clubs in elementary schools. Increasingly, these Satanic influences have been seen at pro-abortion rallies, where abortion activists chant, Hail Satan, and the phrase, Fight Like Hell, has become common among prominent pro-abortion politicians. Then, earlier this month, New York City leaders erected a golden statue to abortion on top of a city courthouse. Many describe the statue as a naked woman with horns, as demonic or satanic. I will leave that to you, the listener, to decide. Moving on. Suspects in assassination of Haitian president taken into U.S. custody. On Tuesday, U.S. officials announced that four suspects in custody for the assassination of Haitian president Jovenel Moise on July 7, 2021, were transferred to the United States for their prosecution. According to CBS News, the defendants, James Salagas, age 37, Joseph Vincent, age 57, Alejandro Rivera Garcia, age 44, and Christian Sanon, age 54, are currently being held in U.S. custody. Salagas and Vincent, both U.S. citizens from Florida, were arrested in Haiti shortly after the assassination. The 53-year-old Haitian president was shot 12 times and his wife wounded when assassins entered his home located near Port Au Prince, the capital of Haiti. Suspects James Solage and Joseph Vincent, the two U.S. citizens, were arrested first after Moise's killing. According to the New York Post, Christian Sanon was an elderly pastor, doctor, and failed businessman that authorities have identified as a key player. His associates have suggested that he was duped by the real and still unidentified masterminds behind the assassination. Alejandro Garcia, the fourth suspect, being moved to the U.S., and a Colombian citizen, was a member of the Colombian, as nearly two dozen former Colombian soldiers charged in the case. After Moise's death, Haiti's gang activity and related violence increased to his historic levels. Judges and local officials grew fearful as they received death threats concerning the assassination trial, which contributed to the case being stalled. The Department of Justice said Rivera and Solangis and Vincent were charged with conspiring to commit murder or kidnapping outside the U.S. and providing material support and resources resulting in death. Sanon was charged with conspiring to smuggle goods from the U.S. and providing unlawful export information and allegedly moved 20 ballistic protective vests into Haiti. Seven suspects in total are now in U.S. federal custody awaiting trial for their part in the assassination. The four men recently moved to the U.S. are set to appear in court in Miami on Wednesday. As the Postmillennial reported, Solangis, unidentified at the time, said that the assassination attempt was a DEA operation in an effort to solicit compliance from Haiti security guarding the president.
Gravity Jack is a full-service digital agency specializing in the development of virtual and augmented reality experiences, mobile apps, blockchain, and Web3 projects. Founded in 2009 as the first American agency to offer augmented reality, they even patented it. Gravity Jack's digital experiences have been a source of innovation for small business, Fortune 500 companies, and the U.S. military. Get your vision in motion at gravityjack.com. That's gravityjack.com. Now, it's time for my favorite topic, sports. Stephen Curry and Aisha Curry oppose multifamily development near their $30 million home. Famed NBA marksman Steph Curry appears to be more comfortable with three-point daggers than three-story developments. Along with his influencer wife Aisha, Curry has objected to the establishment of multifamily housing on a property next to his sprawling California mansion, this according to reports. In an email, the couple told officials in... Atherton, one of the nation's most exclusive enclaves, that the three-story townhouses would encroach on their privacy. Routinely vocal on matters of social justice unless it affects them, apparently, the Bay Area power couple indicated that joining the well-heeled chorus of objection made them uneasy. Quote, we hesitate to add to the not-in-our-backyard-literally rhetoric, but we wanted to send a note before today's meeting, they wrote on January 18th. Safety and privacy for us and our kids continues to be our top priority and one of the biggest reasons we chose to live in Atherton. Home to tech moguls, athletes, and international business titans, Atherton officials will reluctantly submit a plan to the state this week outlining their efforts to increase housing density. The parcel in question, which is near the Curry residence, is set to be rezoned in order to accommodate several multifamily units sought by the owner. Quote, with the density being proposed for 23 Oakwood, there are major concerns in terms of both privacy and safety with three-story townhomes looming directly behind us. Their email read, The couple noted that the development would not add to low-income housing to the area, only increase density. If their municipal buzzer beater falls short, the Currys asked the town to erect considerably taller fencing and landscaping to block sight lines onto our family's property. The couple recently sold their prior Atherton home for $31 million and bought their current 17,000-square-foot spread for $30 million, according to reports. Other local heavyweights, including billionaire investor Mark Andreessen, have previously lobbied against the introduction of more affordable housing into the area. With a medium home price of more than $7 million, Atherton ranked first on Forbes' priciest zip codes last year. And man, Steph and Aisha talk about wanting to be social justice warriors elsewhere, anywhere but your home, apparently. And that was your news for today. This has been your CrossPolitik Daily News Brief. If you like the show, go ahead and hit that share button for me down below. If you want to sign up for a club membership, a magazine subscription, or or our conference, head on over to fightlaughfeast.com. Remember, sign up for a club membership first, then for the conference. And as always, if you want to send me a news story, if you want to ask about the conference this year at the ARK Encounter, or if you want to become a corporate partner of CrossPolitik, email me at garrison at fightlaughfeast.com. For CrossPolitik News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great rest of your day, and Lord bless.